Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, Twitter is about to be officially dead, I believe, in like the next couple of weeks. There's all kind of crazy stuff coming out on Twitter tonight. Maybe we'll get into that here in just a little bit. I appreciate you listening Hour two here at the Lake Show News Talk 830 WCCO. All right, let's get into um, something that I'm, I'm really inquisitive about, okay? And I'd love your perspective on it to all the parents out there. And I know that Chris uh, is a father, a husband, and your daughter's 10? 12. 12. Okay, yep. she's 12. Yep. I, <laughs> I, I got to ask this question. Can you be an expert on parenting? Is there such a thing as being an expert? Okay, mind you, an expert. And this is the reason why I bring this up. I got an email. So one of the things that in this position, in this job, just when you're hosting and producing and you're doing media and you're talking about content creation and topics and all that, you get a million Mm -hmm. emails. Okay, you get a million emails from from individuals, from firms, from all these different places, right? These PR campaigns. Agencies, yeah. Agencies. And this communications um, company sent out an email, and it says headline. I'm not going to say the, the, the person's name, who the interview is with, but it says interview, I'll just make up a name, um, Bob Franklin, expert on parenting, parent to six children, and author of how to be the parent your teenager needs you to be without all of the fighting, frustration, or fear of doing it wrong. So this person is, quote, an expert on parenting and has six children. In my opinion, and and, and let me be fully transparent, I am not a parent. Okay, I don't know how I could look at anybody as being an expert on parenting. I could be wrong. 651-461-9226. But let me explain. You could be a really good parent. Doesn't mean you know everything. Doesn't mean you're not going to make mistakes. Doesn't mean you're going to always get it right. Doesn't mean that your children are going to be amazing. I have been around people that have been amazing parents and their kids screw it all up in their knuckleheads. I've got, I've got a couple friends who were good fathers. It didn't matter. The kids did boneheaded stuff and ended up in jail. So I don't know if there's a such thing as being an expert on parenting. I'm not sure that there can be one. Can there be one? Six five one four six one nine two two six. Your thoughts, your parent. What do you think? Yeah, I you know 
I feel like you can be knowledgeable, but being an expert, I mean, that's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty lofty title for this because I've only got one and I can only go off of what my wife and I experience with our daughter. So if you've got multiple children and this individual has six, you're, you're always going to be learning, right? Like no kid is, you can't treat every kid the exact same. And there are going to be things that you're going to learn from one to two to two to three to three to four, all the way to six. I mean, my mom comes from a Catholic family and they are, they're 12. I mean, I've got, my mom is one of 12 children. And, and my, my bad, I turn my mic off. My dad is one of 10. Okay. So, 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 yeah, so you understand. <laughs> I don't think that my grandmother, if I, if I went up to her and I'm like, do you feel like you're an expert on being a parent because she had 12 kids? She'd be like, no, I'm not, a, I, I'm not an expert. I, I, I feel like it's, it's always, it's always learning, right? I mean, every day is something new. It's like something I can tell my daughter today. I can't tell it to her tomorrow. Like it's, it's going to be different. And I mean, you can, again, you can be knowledgeable. You can be around it. You can read it. You can understand it. You can mm-hmm. study it. But at the end of the day, being an expert, it's, I don't feel because it's parenting is fluid and uh, got another one. Um, got a, a couple of text message here, uh, actually, that uh, just came through. Coming uh, through. Yeah. Hit us up either with a phone call. I love a phone call yeah. at 651-461-9226. Or you can just go ahead and use the uh, the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line as well. Yeah. And there are a lot of things that you you kind of find out as you go. Right, you, you can prep for it, but there are a lot of things out there that maybe you're not going to be y- – y- you're going to find it out as you go. Like, like, for instance, let me ask it. Let me ask this question. Let me ask this question out there for people out there that are listening to the show, um, or wanting to text the show. Mm-hmm. Let's say that a person has four children. Yeah. Okay. And they're claiming to be an expert on parenting. What if all four of their children are boys? Can they be an expert? Yeah. If they have no girls, mm-hmm. like seriously, or if it's if you have all girls, and and. And you don't you don't have any boys. You don't have any can, boys. Let like, me ask you this: Can you be an expert on parenting if none of your children are transgender? Can you be a perfect? Can you be an expert on parenting if you don't? If you if 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 you if you um if none of your children, no matter how many they are, are gay or lesbian? Mm-hmm. Like I'm dead serious. Like like what what solidifies you as being an expert? That's why I'm just. I just I'm not sure that you can you can look at somebody or a person can claim that they are an expert. I'm just not sure that that is a possibility. I just find it so intriguing. But give me a buzz six five one four six one nine two two six via the city's one plumbing talk and text line. Love to hear from you here on this specific topic. Yeah, and you were you know talking about. The, the transgender and so, some of these new issues that we're dealing with. Yep. Like these are things that we didn't have to deal with six months ago, a year ago, two years, and there's going to be something new. So we're going to learn information as parents, and then you have to decipher that and then try and figure out how you're going to uh, 
uh, you know, how you're going to relay that information to your kids. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Every kid's going to receive that information differently. My kid is going to receive it differently from her best friend or my nephew or, you know, they're just so many, so many different things. Yep. 651-461-9226. Let's go to Nick in Roseville. He wants to weigh in on this topic tonight. What's up, Nick? Hey, Henry. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I didn't I didn't tune in to the beginning of the conversation, so sorry. But um, uh, uh, first of all, if I may ask, how did this all start? No, yeah, I, I, you, when, when you're in a position like I'm in, you get a million different email topic pitches from PR firms and from communication outlets and from producers, all that type of stuff. So one of these came into my inbox about an interview with a specific person that claims that they're an expert on parenting, and I'm like, I just don't. In my opinion, I'm not sure that you can claim to be such. No, you can't, and especially when so – and again, I don't mean to sound narcissistic, but – I, as I've told you before, I'm blind. Yep. And my parents, of course, weren't prepared for that. They knew I was going to be, do you know what I mean by premature? Yes, yes, yes. yep, yep. They, they knew I was going to be a preemie, but they didn't know what would come with it. They didn't know that I uh, wouldn't be able to see the world in the normal way. Yep. Like if I met you, Henry or Chris, <laughs> this is going to sound a little weird, but I'd have to touch you. I'd have to feel you. Yep. I'd have to, uh, uh, you know. Absolutely. Um, there, 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 there are certain things that you have to do in life that a typical person doesn't have to do. Right. Or that exactly. the average person doesn't have to do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah. And thanks, thanks for the phone call from Nick in Roseville. I just – I think it's hard to really – I think it's hard for anybody to claim – being an expert on parenting. Yeah. I just don't see it. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, every kid's going to, every situation is different. Like he's saying, you know, he was born premature. I was born premature. You know, it, things happen from delivery all the way through. Yeah. You but know, he was saying, he was saying that they expected him to be premature, but they weren't expecting him to be blind. Right. And that's, and that, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, you can prepare for this, but then, you know, other things happen. And then you're like, Okay, well, how do we handle this? You you don't know until you're actually in that situation. Um, I want to get to a few text messages here like, from the Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line. Uh, parenting, no way you can be an expert on parenting. Every kid is different. Uh, here's one as well, and hopefully I'm going to follow this properly. Uh, hi, Henry. I'm a parent to two teenagers. I'll tell you, it's harder than I ever thought it would be. Mm. Uh, the teenage years are the worst. We're having a lot of issues with both of our kids. We feel like we've done everything right. We've been married for 20 years, have a stable and happy home. Uh, we value education. Obviously, we messed up somewhere. I I don't know about messing up because, I mean, there are – you can only guide your kids so Something's much. out of control, man. You, you know – I got a friend. He he was – he's an unbelievable, unbelievable mm-hmm. father. Yeah. He's got a son that's successful. He's a big-time community member. He does tons of community work. Yeah. And one of his children took another life. Yeah, I, I would. I would not. To this texture, I would not say that you screwed up at, at all. Because sometimes kids, my wife and I were just having this conversation today. Sometimes you have to let them learn, and it's it's one of the hardest things because you can see that your kid is is going to make a mistake. As simple as procrastinating on homework or not turning in an assignment on time, or you know, just little things. 
But you're like, there's only so much that you can control as a parent. You can give them all the tools. But if they screw up, if they make a mistake, yep. you've got to be there to tell them, this is why you made a mistake. And this is why we were telling you. And hopefully they'll take that error and they'll realize, okay, mom and dad were right. Maybe next time when they say this, I should listen. Because they don't, kids don't like to, I, don't, I feel like kids don't want to disappoint their parents. And when they feel bad, I, I, I feel like they genuinely learn, at least mine if she feels bad about something, yep. like that's going to resonate more because she doesn't want to disappoint us. But if she does something, you just you have to you have to let her go. But um, to this person uh, that said this, you know, we would welcome a parenting expert if they've been through it six times. So, but my point is, is what 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 is the qualifications for being an expert, though? The fact that you got six kids, I mean, like like a, a man could have ten kids. If he hadn't raised any of them, does that really make him a father or dad? I mean, it's again. I feel like it's subjective. I mean, Herschel some, Walker, Dad of the Year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. I had to take the Damn, shot. dude. War wow. Knox for Senate. Wow. I can't. Wow. <laughs> but I keep them, like, keep them going, man. Keep them going to the city's one plumbing talk and text God, you line. You could have got with Nick Cannon or something. Nick Cannon too. He can get it too. Six five one. Apparently, he has been getting it. Four six one nine two two six. Don't get it as much. <laughs> More of your texts, uh, but we'll get to a scoreboard. That's next year on the. Lake. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show, where we're experts on everything in life. I kid. I kid. No, no I kid. You're not wrong. No wrong. I'm not an expert on parenting. I'll say that because I don't think that you can be one. If you can Google it, you can. I be don't an have kids. Doesn't matter. Do you have Google? If you have Google, you can be an expert on anything. <laughs> you sure? That's what I've heard. How many diapers have you changed? Oh my god! <laughs> Too many. Oh, all right. We, Too many. We transitioned from being experts on parenting to getting into a scoreboard here on the Lake Show. Could you say we're experts at giving scores? We might be experts at that. All right. All right, Henry Lake, let's get into our prep football from U.S. Bank Stadium. Nine-man semifinal earlier, Mountain Iron Buell. With the Dome, baby. <clears throat> Not the Dome, U.S. Bank Stadium. U.S. Bank Stadium, my Stadium bad. Yes. My bad, my bad. No, that's Okay. Uh, 36-15, Mountain Iron Buell over Wheaton Hermantown Norcross. Uh, the other nine-man semifinal, it was Spring Grove. No problem with Fertile Bell Trammy, 27-6. The uh, Class 4A semifinal, a great game between Simley and Ricori. Simley with a one-point win, 17-16. And we've got the uh, Class 6A uh, semifinal in progress right now. No score between Lakeville South and Maple Grove. So uh, we are getting into prep bowl season. Wait, Maple Grove and who? Uh, Lakeville South. No score. No score. You know, that's that's. I, I like to call that the Dan Cook game. Because remember last year, Dan Cook was all about Maple Grove. Like it's his his brother his is brother a coach. coach yeah, yeah coach at Maple Grove. So yeah. I, I know that he's invested into that game. See, now I know why Dan Cook works with Jason DeRussia. Oh, it's the Maple Grove it's connection. It's the Maple Grove. I know. I, I mentioned that a couple weeks ago, and they got bitter with me. Mr. They're like, oh, why are you hating on Maple Grove? Dude, I'm like, I'm not hating. Scoreboard. I mean, you both live in, or not, you both are connected to Maple Grove. 
Just accept it. So like, Maple Grove, they're, Lakeville is who they're playing tonight? Lakeville South. Lakeville South. Yeah, don't don't get it twisted. There's Lakeville South, Lakeville North. I'm just checking. So, so uh, yeah, there we go. Hey, let's go to the uh, National Football League. Good news for Minnesota Vikings fans. How about this? The uh, Tennessee Titans all over the Green Bay Packers, 7 nothing. Yes. Oh, 7 nothing. When you said all over, I'm like... Wow. Seven to nothing. Yes. Who, who scored the touchdown? Do you know? Uh, it was a Ryan Tannehill pass to Dontrell Hilliard. Hmm. Uh, Derrick Henry right now, three carries, 15 yards. And uh, I know uh, people are going to be watching that very close. Uh, Traylon Burks, one catch for 43. That uh, leads, all, uh, leads all fantasy scores. On the ice, Henry, I don't want to say it, but I feel like I have to. The Minnesota Wild, no surprise uh, right now. I mean, they are in a tailspin. And uh, no Mark andre Fleury. And uh, seven and a half minutes left to go in the first period at the X. The uh, Pittsburgh Penguins up one to nothing on the Minnesota Wild. Hmm. Flyers and the Bruins are scoreless. Avalanche and Hurricanes tied at one midway through the second. The Blue Jackets over the Canadiens, uh, two to one. Six and a half left to go in the second period there. The Stars... Whooping up on the Panthers, five to one. Nine minutes left to go in the second. The Lightning up on the Flames, one to nothing. Devils doubling up the Maple Leafs, two to one. The Islanders trailing the Predators, three to one. The Isles, 11, six and zero oh on the year. Eight minutes left to go in the first period. There, Blues shutting out the Capitals uh, halfway through the first period. There in St. Louis, two to nothing. Ducks and the Jets tied at zero zero. Rangers, Kraken, Coyotes, Golden Knights, and Red Wings and Sharks coming up later Kraken. What's cracking? What's cracking? What's cracking? The cracking. And uh, three games in the NBA tonight, like all of them uh, starting in, uh, well, two of them starting in an hour and a half. Nets and the Blazers and the Spurs and the Kings, then the Pistons and the Clippers, uh, they tip off in a couple hours. So uh, there we go. A very light evening in the NBA. Yes, yeah. light. That is Whenever you light. have three or less, that's light. Yeah. Well, I was kind of surprised. I'm like, you know, normally there's like some sort of NBA, and I'm like, I don't know the last time that I saw like a light schedule, but all of them are West Coast games. Like nothing East Coast. You'd figure at least like one of them would be, you know, Eastern or Central, but no, everything's everything's out in the Western time zone tonight. Well, let's see. Let me take a quick fast forward to, yeah, because there's no, guys are getting a little bit of a break. Because next Thursday, clearly there's no NBA on Thanksgiving. It's all National Football League. Yeah. But we've got like basically like a full slate next uh next Wednesday. What one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve games next week. Whew. On next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. So So there we go. That's gonna wrap up the scoreboard. Coming yeah. up next. On the Lake Show, it's around the NFL. We do that next year on The Good Neighbor. All right, welcome back to, to, to the Lake Show News Talk A3OWCCO. I have no idea what that was, but I know what we're about to get into right now. Me and Christopher Tubbs, we have a segment that we do typically at 730. It's called Around the NFL. All right, yeah, that was that was weird. You know, sometimes I don't ask questions with what's going on here. I just... I just kind of let it go. <laughs> Sometimes it's better not to ask questions. Okay, so we kind of touched on this earlier, and I think I know what your answer is going to be. 
biggest game of the year for the Minnesota Vikings this Sunday, without a doubt? No, I think that the biggest game of the year was this past weekend against Buffalo. You're on the road facing a Super Bowl contending team, and you beat them on the road. To me, that was the biggest game of the year. Okay, This is a big game, but I thought that last weekend was bigger. I would have thought that this, you know, an NFC game coming off a loss, the Cowboys are. and You know, I mean, this could have a whole lot of postseason implications, I guess. I I was not expecting that. Does Justin Jefferson deserve to be in the conversation for NFL MVP? Absolutely. Justin Jefferson absolutely is in the conversation. I can't in the, I can't think of three other I guess the top candidate this year would have to be Patrick Mahomes. After Patrick Mahomes, um I can't say Josh Allen. You'd have to say Jalen Hurts, definitely have to say Jalen Hurts. Then after Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. uh, I got to say Justin Jefferson. Yeah, it's kind of I mean it's kind of wide open cuz I mean, on Monday night, the Commanders, they kind of gave the blueprint as to how to, you know, how to crack. And Dallas Goddard's going to be out for a minimum of four weeks. So I think that's going to affect them. Okay, I so- also think that Tua has to be in the conversation. And I think that um, Lamar Jackson has to as well. Wow. See, Lamar, I'm a little surprised by. Tua, Tua I can, Tua, I can Lamar's get. Lamar's had a good year. Okay. So after their loss to the Vikings, you look at the AFC East standings. The Bills are now a half game behind the Dolphins, side with the Jets. Dolphins are in first place, so let me ask you this. Not only a contender in the AFC, but are the Bills even the favorite yes. to win the AFC East? Yes. They have the best quarterback in the division. Yes. When they're healthy, put it like this. Is there a defensive player on the Dolphins that's better than Von Miller? I don't think so. Is no. there is there an offensive player on Miami that's as good as Josh Allen. I don't think so. Tyreek Hill is a hell of a wideout. Stephon Diggs pretty darn good. So, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see who ends up winning the division. But the bottom line is, I do think that the Bills are still the favorite to win the AFC East. I think it's it's going to be fascinating between Miami and, and Buffalo. I think the Jets, the Jets are a fun little story right now, but I don't really think they're one of those teams that you can look at being a you know a thorn in the side. Okay, so the Packers win in overtime over Dallas, and all of a sudden the Packers are back. You buy in the Pack resurgence after the win over Dallas? No, I'm not saying that they're back. Like they might lose tonight at home against Tennessee. They already are. I mean, well, they're losing. They haven't lost yet. But no, do I think that they're back? No. That was a hell of a game for Christian Watson. Really good game from mm-hmm. for Aaron Jones. Do I think it's sustainable? I'm not certain. Okay. Plus, they just took some more hits. Uh, uh, Gary's out for the year, yeah, right? Yeah, Gary, yeah. Uh, they just lost one of their secondary players out for the year. Um, I'm not sure that, that Green Bay is going to be yeah. healthy enough. Yeah. I, just, I, I love how it's like, okay, here's the time for the pack to make a move. It's like, dude. Cram it. It's our division. Stick it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so a couple more here. Six feet of snow in Buffalo. The NFL's moving the game to Detroit. I saw Devin Singletary and Nick Chubb are under six feet, which I guess what I'm saying is that there would have been more snow 
on the field. No, no, no. They would have cleaned it. They would have. Well, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, oh my god! You yeah, had, you, you, you went right into that joke. Yeah. Okay. I'm. Let's just let's just move it up. No, but I mean the, the NFL. They had to move this, right? No question. This is the this is the move. They because I saw a take earlier or reporting on this game on ESPN in which they laid out it's it's bigger than just a football game. Like if we're talking about power potentially being lost for citizens, if we're talking about trying to make sure that people are going to be safe and sound, yeah. Then it doesn't make any sense to have an actual NFL football game going on. Like what sense does that make when it should be more about the citizens of Buffalo than about a damn football game? So I'm on board with this. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. Okay, so Cooper Cup's on IR. It's a two-parter. Number one, is it over for the Rams? And could OBJ be a difference maker down the road? No. It's over for the Rams, number okay. one. Okay. To answer that question really quickly, it's over. It's been over, actually. It's been over for the last couple of weeks. It's over for the Rams. And can OBJ be the difference? No. Because their defense is not bringing the heat this year. Okay. They've got Aaron Donald. They've got Jalen Rams. They're not the same, man. So, yes, it's over. And no, OBJ will not make a damn difference. Okay. That's what we got. That's what we got. That's what we got. Coming up next, we remember the passing of St. Paul baseball great Dennis Denning. Uh, joining us to talk about the passing of this phenomenal coach, somebody that knew him well, John Hondo Hughes. He joins us next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show, News Talk 830 WCCO. I saw the story last night, early this morning, about Dennis Denning, former St. Thomas coach, Creed Durham Hall baseball coach, legendary coach. He coached St. Thomas from 1995 to 2009, uh, the Tommies won the NCAA Division Three championships in both 2001 and 2009. And I never met Coach Denning. But there's so many people that I know in the sports sports world here locally that have known him for quite some time. Uh, him passing away at the age of 76 yesterday. And so I said, I want to have somebody on the show that knew him well, um, that could pay homage to Coach Denning. And just kind of elaborate in, tell me what I missed. Tell me a little bit about the man. And joining us now on the John Schuster Coal Banker Hotline is somebody that indeed uh, knew him pretty darn well. Hondo Hughes joining us. The amazing Hondo. He was a baseball player uh, turned uh, teacher, math teacher. Then he's a magician. He's a man of many, many talents. And he's joining us now here on The Lake Show. Hondo uh, a pleasure to have you. On, a pleasure to have you on the show tonight. Thanks, my man. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. And look, we we, uh, we know a lot of uh, some of the same people. Whether it's Steve Winfield, Steve and Dave Winfield, or Joe Gallagher. There's so many uh, people that we have connected uh, through, and I think that we met a time or two before. But I'm happy to have you on the show because when I saw that uh, Coach Denning passed away, I wanted to have somebody on to really talk about his life and talk about what he meant to the community, uh, specifically, you know, in St. Paul, in the greater Twin Cities. But uh, tell me where your paths crossed and how you met. 
Okay, so I got out of Winona State, graduated from there. I was hired at my five-year reunion as an alum at Creighton, got a math teaching job. I think two or three years into my stint, Dennis came on as the uh, as a teacher and a coach. And so I shared six or seven years uh, at uh, Creighton with him. That was before the merger. It was Creighton then. Now it's Creighton-Durham Hall. And we became very good friends. And me being a, an athletic guy, a baseball player and a basketball player and a fan of teachers and coaches and a studier of those people. Dennis was ridiculously great at being a coach and for many reasons. Uh, I, I got I got a note from a couple of his former players here, Johnny Tower, who you share a birthday with, I understand. Yeah. Uh, he's out in Montana coaching the St. Thomas basketball right now, but he said one of the things Dennis told them was, dare to be great. And Johnny has uh, co-opted that uh, slogan for his teams. Buzz Hanahan, another player of his, just sent me a note saying, one of the things that Dennis said is, if you're a good listener, you're going to learn this game from me. Mm. And if you're a good teammate, I'll assemble the right guys so that we can win. And when did they ever? 83% of their games while he was at Creighton, 15 out of 17 years, he won the conference championship. And, uh, six titles state titles uh so yeah i mean just uh just i mean beyond off the charts as far as how good he was at what he did and he was as humble as a guy could possibly be didn't want any accolades at all it was all about the kids for dennis yeah you know i've heard so much about him for so many years through a lot of the same people that we know uh what was his personality like like in terms of to, to, to have that type of success and to have that many people gravitate to you and to be such a winner was he was he a quiet just a laid back personality was he was he bold and brash and loud what type of person was he well, he certainly wasn't bold and brash and loud. Uh, I, I, w- I wouldn't quite go as far as saying laid back because he was intense, uh, but he was the kind of guy that if you were having a candid conversation with him about the Twins game last night and something you saw that somebody did that wasn't fundamentally sound, man, he had an opinion on that and he would share it. Uh, so he was very strong in his belief of what he knew about the game, the fundamentals, the way it should be played. And uh, so from that respect, he was, I'd call him a strong personality from a coaching standpoint, but as a human being, you know, as humble as they come and no, no, he would be in the background. Yeah. We're talking to uh, the amazing Hondo here on The Lake Show, on News Talk 830 WCCO Hondo Hughes. He's also got a website. Uh, check it out. It's pretty awesome, uh, if, if I say so myself. It's called HondoMagic.com. Check it out, HondoMagic.com. So now, you know, Hondo, let me ask you this because I saw something um, in the uh, the Star Tribune article that talked about him, just him being a St. Paul native. And to me, I think that one of the unique things about us as individuals, we clamor for and we love those people that are so near and dear to our hearts because of them being out of our very own community and being around here forever, right, and being legendary right here in our hometown. It means a lot for, I think, people in St. Paul to have Dennis Denning be such an individual that's so revered and loved in St. Paul? Well, you hit that nail right on the head. Me being a, a Twin Cities guy my whole life and having spent most of my time on this side of the river, but very much of it on the Minneapolis side as well, you know, there's a difference in the two cities. Uh, you know, St. Paul is 
uh, you know, sometimes referred to as St. Small. And it has that that neighborly connection. You know, Dennis is in every imaginable coaching Hall of Fame, locally and nationally, but I dare say his favorite Hall of Fame is the Mancini's Hall of Fame. You know, he that's the that's the gathering spot for the St. Paul guys, and that's where everybody knows Dennis. And he would have just as much joy with that accolade as anything else. And he knew so many people from Creton, the Monroe area, uh, you know, lower uh, West 7th area. Uh, it's just... The, you know, they talk about six degrees of separation. We're talking maybe one or two with Dennis in this town. Yeah. All right, we got time for one more question, Hondo, and it, it's a pretty simple one, but I'm going to give you a, a minute to 90 seconds to uh, to answer. Uh, what is his legacy? I think his legacy is that he was a teacher first, a coach second, a lover of kids, uh, a guy that was – so into the fundamentals you can't even imagine along with my coach billy peterson who was going to be your guest and i'm subbing for him i had to throw that in there but those two <laughs> those two guys bill peterson and dennis denning uh, they were the best in in this town but but the fundamentals holding kids accountable uh, having uh you know giving them self-confidence uh you know the thing he did immediate feedback if a kid did something wrong it got corrected immediately why wouldn't you and so many people let things slide these days, whether it's in the classroom or on the athletic field. But Dennis thought if these kids are going to be good, they got to get it down right now. So I'm going to fix it right when it's wrong. And he did that. The kids accepted it. And kids wanted to perform for him. They respected him. They looked up to him. They'd run through a wall for him. I mean, we're so lucky to have had a guy like Dennis in this city. Yeah. Hey, Hondo, a pleasure to have you on the show tonight. Thank you so much for uh, joining me on short notice and and just really speaking to the life and legacy of uh, Dennis Denning. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Take care. That's uh, Hondo Hughes joining us here on The Late Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Uh, I never met the man, but I know that he is uh, such a fixture when we talk about baseball and the city of St. Paul. And you talk about so many people that he touched. Well, Hondo was just one of them. So many, man. All right, so coming up next, we got the top of the hour, a little CBS and local news. And then after that, let's get back to talking some football. Matthew Collar, Purple Insider. It's his time next year on The Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 